when I say this, like, I truly appreciate you. I like how we get along. I know, like, we are both, in a sense, we're just, like, we're used to it, but it's, like, I'm being genuinely appreciative when I say it's just, like, like, I feel you on my wavelength. Pop it in, I'm going on in, talking about me when she with her friends. Said when she with me, she loving that shit. When she with me, can't get enough of it. Pop it in, I'm going on in, talking about me when she with her friends. Said when she with me, she loving it. So we are in the amazing, immaculate home of JV and Shido5. Ow. And we are going to play. JB's infamous card game while drinking. I'm I think very it's excited. called Questions, isn't it? It's very much called Questions. It's a game called Questions. Or whatever JB likes to call it at the time. So <laughs> It's whatever's on your mind. But you're, you don't have to. No one knows how to play it. We just play it. Okay, so no, the, it's just a you question flip thing. over a card and you ask a question. So eight means the song you lost your virginity to. Oh, wow. I don't know what song I lost. I don't know what song. Was, it, was there supposed to be a song? Did there had to be a song? <laughs> and if we not <laughs> Can you ask can you ask somebody to do this? Because I'm not good at this. Okay. Oh, eight of diamonds. Oh, that's a different question. <laughs> Means. Oh. Uh, do I take this call? Please. And explain the situation. Hey, Chloe, it's Jackie. Where are you at? Where at, though? What town, though? <laughs> oh okay we just we're having drinks at my house oh you're leaving tomorrow I mean we're playing Jackie's game we're not do you want to come through mm. okay yeah well Josh is on the on the mic, so like he'll ha- he'll call you, but I'll just have him call you. In my house, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'll call you. Sorry, my butt crack was out. <laughs> you feel me? Crack only kills in the public. Her house, her crack. <laughs> All right, love you, bye. Okay. Thank you. Two means the worst turn off in a. A partner. Mm. My worst turn off is um, selfishness. So, like, if someone, it's not even about like sexual selfishness, it's about like, did you get yourself something and you didn't get me one too? Or did you not look at me if I was making a plate for you? Or like, whatever. So, my turn off is selfishness. I can dig that. Yeah, Yeah, no, I respect that fully. Mine would be twofold, though, because I have one that's, like, a little more on the physical side and one that's more on the emotional side. So, like, hygiene to me, like, I don't even know that I have to, like, fully explain that. Like, hygiene. Get your hygiene. Like, brushing your teeth. All of it. Brush it, floss. Wash yourself thoroughly. Like... 
just be clean. Don't smell. <laughs> um, uh, besides that, <laughs> on a more emotional side, I'd say just like like a lack of honesty. Like I require honesty, whatever yeah. level of honesty that like I like I don't. If you're telling me the worst thing possible, tell me the worst thing possible, and I'll take it and I'll figure out how I handle that. Yeah. But tell me the honest truth. You know what I mean? Like, don't give me the bullshit and make me figure it out. Tell me the truth. Yeah. So, twofold. Don't smell and don't lie. <laughs> so, Ryan's turnoffs are hygiene, don't smell. Like, don't fucking smell. Don't lie. <laughs> don't smell, don't lie. And we're cool. <laughs> All right, Josh, what about you? <laughs> Shut up. For me, it would be cognitive dissonance. Oh, talk about it. So We don't know what that means. So essentially that means there's a situa- situation in your life that's going on that you're aware of. However, you choose to ignore it in hopes that it'll go away, which it never does. It only grows with interest. So if you're going about life with that philosophy, there's like, there's going to be an avalanche of negativity in your life in the near future. So say it again, Josh. Like cognitive, cognitive dissonance. No, but like meaning like... Uh, I missed it. But like meaning like that you might have an interest in something. So... So it's what it's like not ignoring the elephant in the room. Thank you. Exactly. It's, Saying what needs to be yeah, said. Yeah, not absolutely. ignoring the elephant in the room. <clears throat> so like being blunt. Being aware enough or no, being being willing enough to acknowledge what is there. Right. Whether it's good or bad. Right. It's necessary. Right. I mean cuz these are real adulting, you know, concepts. We got to I mean, we gotta have those conversa- those difficult conversations. It's our turn. We're like we're adults. We gotta have those convos. And the thing is, because so, I know y'all, I'm so glad that we're having these conversations. Yeah, but like sidebar, like just generally, don't you think people talk too much now? They do, and they share too much personal information. Like, Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I'm like, like, like just the COVID it's information thing overload. I'm like. I like saw a YouTube scammer thing and they're like, Kobe, the bodies were discovered and the skeletons were holding each other. And they're like, um, like, I, like, I don't think anything is really sacred, per- sacred, sacred anymore. And I'm not, I'm like the wrong one to ask. Cause I like, I think I enjoy like part of my therapy generally is like just like talking because like if you can identify with like whatever like if you like nod and you're like oh my god yeah that like makes me feel like a little bit like you can identify or you get it and so like I feel more connected to you and then that's like my therapy to like say it yeah but consider this like you could say something and not overindulge right. so like you can give enough information where you are not only saying how you feel but you're giving enough information to give a part of you without overindulging right. in yourself, in your personal experience, and overindulging in somebody else's, like, a gossipy kind of manner. Right, you know what I mean? it all turns to gossip. Always. 
and it's not like necessarily a negative thing but it's like for me if I say like just like making it up like oh when I work out my back hurts and someone's like oh my god my back hurts too I'm like oh so I wasn't making it up like my back actually hurts and you might feel that way too and then you're like oh I put hot stones on my back and this worked for me and blah 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 and I feel like a little better because I feel like I'm not crazy in this world and somebody else identifies with it but I feel like now with like the 24-hour news cycle that it's like we're talking about something so much we're like trying to make scoop out of something that isn't necessarily like a thing like it's just like I mean and just anecdotally to add on both of your brilliant points I mean the way that Vanessa found out what happened she learned from TMZ right. not even the reputable people contacted her right. like she's and supposed to get the call first not the exact information that should have been there right and you're like we thought people died, died that didn't die we didn't know people died that did die like it was completely inaccurate and some of it almost well, irrelevant we to the, the situation city, we were like oh it's a lie it's a spoof it's fucked up like when we all I remember when I look at Instagram we're in the city and then they're like and you're and she was like no that didn't happen like because we hear all the time like celebrities died or whatever and yeah. it's just like a hoax a hoax hoax is the word and but I'll just be honest, like the TNT tribute, the first Laker game, they canceled the first game and then they played the second game. I ugly cried. Like I was like, like I was like truly like sad. And that like made me upset. Cause I, so, so, so the thing, and the thing that stuck with me, I guess the most is that um, Derek Fisher put the quote that meant the most to me and he said he showed a whole generation what intensity or what um, whatever it is intensity I think I don't know is like living in that is on a daily basis and it was true because like when we all thought about like shooting the basketball in a garbage can or like whatever it was just like Working as hard as you can do, what does it mean on a daily basis? I think that that was what resonated with me the most, for whatever that's worth. So his impact. Yeah, impact. Broke your heart. She. Oh, five. She, flip a card. Any oh, card. Asa. Ooh. This card means the biggest turn on in a woman. Uh, biggest turn on in a woman. Shido Five, please speak into the microphone. Yeah, the biggest turn on in a woman probably is. Uh, I'm in my life. I don't gotta, I don't have to rush. I'm, I'm not playing. Only. That's why we're joking. Yeah, you in there breathing. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna be mad, loud, edit stuff we gotta edit later. Out of here. Sidebar. Like um, y'all eating the snacks in the fucking office building. But, um. <laughs> biggest turn on a woman is uh, maturity. Flat out. Ability to get through to brighten dark days. 
And that's just it. Josh, what's yours? Compassion. Facts. It's a very uh, nurturing trait, let's say. Facts. Can you expand more on compassion? Which part would you like me to expand upon? Oh, and in what ways would you be able to identify compassion in a woman early on in a relationship? I would say how they treat animals. So you both specifically are amazing around Harry, right? Yeah. I mean, Harry loves you. So things, things like that. I'm, or I remember dating a girl who, instead of like smashing the spider, she would choose to find a creative way to transport the spider outside. That so was very kind of her. Compassionate. Very compassionate. My kids know, and when I say kids, I mean my students, if there's an, any kind of bug around the room, they might scream, but it'll be dead in about three seconds. Because they're going to kill it. Okay. So it's either they kill it or I kill it. Okay. And so they're either fully freaked out. Also, side note though, all of the windows in our classroom have screens, so we cannot open the window. Right. So even if I did want to release this little thing... Back into nature. Back into nature, I could not. Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever seen a spider cricket. No. They exist. What do they look like? A spider and a cricket morphed into one. And they jump higher. What? Yeah, mm mm-hmm. And they're more crawly. Like, they're like... They like... All over the place. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Now that I Google We have a high population of spider crickets in my building. And sometimes... So I have a bathroom in my classroom. Sometimes if there's a, a tile out of place, they'll come through the tile. So that, that scares easily. the shit out of the kids. Wow. Imagine peeing or, you know, if a child is taking a poop, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and a spider cake just climbing down. That's terrifying. Yeah. So. So it climbs down on the... Sh- no, it just drops. Okay. Wow, so no way. And it's fine. It, like, drops and it's like... Like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> like hey, I'm here. How big are they? Okay, Jackson, what's your favorite color? What is that? Three by two? Red. About three by two. What do you like? What's your best toy? Terrifying. It's blue. I can imagine. I'm not scared of I'm not actually scared of bugs. I've been the friend that gets called down from a shower to kill a bug. Terrified. I've dubbed the name China Doll because of that. Okay, respect. So back to compassion. I don't know that I have compassion for bugs, but for animals I do. (laughs) I do have compassion. I have so much compassion, just not for those fucking bugs. (laughs) (laughs) True. Fair enough. Ten of hearts. Only for Josh, so I'm not going to ask Brian this. 
What do you miss most about your ex? So because I'm Josh, I have to ask which one. No, because <laughs> depending on which ex, it doesn't matter. I'd say if I if I were to probably tag along on your question, it would be just almost if you can miss one thing from one of your exes, what would that one thing be, regardless of the ex? Like, if there's one thing that your ex Ooh, of sorts has, okay. you know what I mean? That could carry through beyond what would you have missed of that person? I'm only not answering because I don't give a fuck about my ex-life. That's why I didn't ask myself. Just full disclosure. <laughs> I would say reliability via consistency. Okay. Fair enough. After I'm a male, I like things like the sun, right? That are reliable. And speaking of the sun, we have a, another fellow sun sign of the Scorpio. Right? Yeah. But so she's so she's not ready yet, but we're talking about exes and what you miss from them and what trait. Oh. Like if you pick one trait from any of your exes that you would want to place in a future significant other, what trait would you have missed? The mo- like do you miss the most? In what way? Because there's a lot of personalities. What specific personality? Thank you, Ryan, with these follow-ups. Yes. <laughs> Get back to me. Okay, she's not ready. She doesn't want to talk yet. Fair enough. Personality. Yeah, no, but personality is big. So a positive personality, a happy personality. Positive, positive vibes, yeah. absolutely, yeah. yeah. Well, because some personalities are negative. Some personalities are, you know, more dark and, yeah. To have a, you know, sense of humor. That's refreshing. I mean, I can't say I miss anything in an ex either. Yes. But I think that the one thing that I'm thinking about when Josh, you said that, it was, I was like thinking like, so like it's, it's a delicate balance, right? Like if you're like dealing with a man, like you want to cater to them, but you don't want to like do too much for them in the sense that you're like, momming them especially as being a mom to a boy that would be exhausting right and but i'll say like i do get joy out of like um corny shit like laundry like i do get joy out of running a household i do get joy out of cooking i do get and so it's all about like how do you spoil someone but still maintain like the boundary of like they're not your fucking son well to cut in that's based on the man right you know what i mean there are men who would indulge in all of that and take it to the next level but there are in like men who would appreciate that and then say like like i'm gonna do the same for you right as opposed to take it in and then not yeah, like to and and to receive it but yes, not give. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> To receive but not give. But a real man who knows what he's doing, who's and and I will say it takes experience. I think a man who's experienced enough to know that you shouldn't just feel good about receiving 
and let that be. You should feel good about receiving and want to give back. But that takes time, maturity, and that's exactly. But I think sometimes if a man has never been in that situation and they're finally receiving and they receive but then don't know how to flip that and are just indulging in that receiving end of things, right? then that's going to go bad pretty quickly. But, like, doesn't that all come down to, like, giving and getting head? That's a pretty large part of it, yes. I would think that was a very accurate you know, like sidebar, metaphor, like absolutely. So much more. I to mean, it. listen, if a guy's not willing to, what are you expecting in return? I will give it to you, but what are you expecting in return? Really, though, like a man ripped. Oh, I mean, I've had ripped. Wait, we have one individual that have not been willing to, and like, what are you expecting? <laughs> You know what I mean? Oh, a thousand percent. And for me, it's part of my foundation. Like, I, I feel like foreplay is literally, that's what I appreciate the most. It's a large factor. It's a large part of what's going to build beyond that. And what JB said, reciprocity. I love that word. It's completely accurate. And like the new age Lauren? shit. <laughs> oh, Lauren. <laughs> but I just mean like. Shit is all situational too. Like if you were a dick all week, like I better be getting some fucking head this week. Like agreed. Like it's not like we have to do a fifty fifty and everybody needs to give a fifty fifty awareness. It's like you are painting my fucking ass <laughs> a good fucking way for you to figure that shit out. Reciprocity. It's that. So. But so, okay, so I'll, I'll, another quick topic that I wanted to talk about. <laughs> um, We're going to make it number eight of spades. Yeah. <laughs> so, eight, like, eight of spades. Okay, so I, and that's the I game, wore folks. lingerie. <laughs> I wore lingerie on Valentine's Good Day. Good for you. And I haven't done that in, God, like, years. And so, as a woman, like, it's, like, so funny, because, like, coming out in laundrette, you, like, don't know, like, what to do or, like, where to put your hands or, like, you're, like, oh. Unless you're used to it. Unless, like... <laughs> yeah, but, like, is it? But, well, like, no, because if you think about it, like, okay, if you're used to, obviously, like, if you have sex it's like then you're used to that, whatever it is. But people who aren't used to wearing lingerie, like, it's just funny and almost like... And I was like, I wanted to be, like, my most empowered moment, yeah. but I was like, ugh, this is stupid. Like, like insta models kill myself. aren't yeah. feeling yeah. awkward when they're wearing it because they're taking photo shoots in it all day. Right. But And you're, I'm not in my best body by no means. I just was like, oh, let me try something. Like, I wanted to just do something. And then I was like... No, it was bomb afterwards, but I like had that one moment where I was like, uh, "Hi, this is me in lingerie." <laughs> like you get, like it's weird. It's just weird. It's just like yeah. awkward. Like it was like a thing in your twenties where you're like, and I like spent a hundred dollars on this, and I was like, "Oh, here I am." Like. So I think you guys would really benefit from talking to my friend Sophie. She lives in L.A. She is also a mother and she is french so she's a bit of a let's say professor of those type of things okay so she's more 
I don't know, inclined with that component of, um, I don't want to say romanticism, but kind of in that sexual component of things. Absolutely. Sure, they got me brainless. I don't, I hope you don't think I'm like talking out of my like rear end. Not that you would mind.